Hello and welcome to the House of Rams podcast. We're using this format as a quick and easy way to find out what's going on at the club and hear direct from those running the show for us. We hope you enjoy this instalment. This podcast was recorded on Friday the 25th of June 2021. Today it's Friday night, the week is done and we welcome David Stradlin in a special opportunity to get inside the head of a long-term Harlow player. I'm not sure why he's coming on, I'm not sure what he's going to say, how potty mouth he's going to be, but it's a deep, short, dark, wobbly place. So here goes, the bleep machine is at the ready. Without risk, there is no reward. How are you, Strads? Fucking shattered. <laughs> first word, the first word. <laughs> first word. Keep it out, mate. No, I'm fine, <laughs> thanks. I thought I'd just get you on that one. Um, I better apologise to everybody for my Tourette's, um, or it's just a potty mouth. So many apologies if anything slips out. Um, but yes, I'm fine, thanks, mate. I'm fine. You all right? Yeah, fine. I'm fine. <laughs> You knew that was going to happen, mate. You knew that was going to happen. Yeah. You're following each other, mate. That's going to happen. I know. I know. So, uh, now, a number of people that might tune in and might listen to this might not know who you are, Mm -hmm. how you're connected with the club, why I've let such a potty mouth, short, flat bloke from La La Land come (laughs) come on a call. So, so tell us about yourself. Tell us about your family. Um, Well, mate, I mean, I've got two beautiful girls. Um... Their mum works at uh, the school with them. Uh, one's very academic. She's 11 now. The other one's seven. She's very sporty. Um, yeah, they're just growing up really fast. Um, but none of them take after you, didn't No, exactly, mate. Exactly. They're one's <laughs> sporty, like I say. Um, she's not fat, so that's great. Um, the other one's very academic, so she pretty much takes after her mum. Um, Got to be honest there. So, yeah, two beautiful girls, mate. Um they're not really into anything rugby orientated at the moment. You know, Scarlett, she likes gymnastics and ballet. Um, and Ruby, I think, is a bit of a techie geek. A bit like yourself, mate. Um, <laughs> you, you used to like gymnastics and ballet, so... <laughs> nothing wrong go. with that, mate. I, I, I love the leotard feel. Um, <laughs> but yes, um, and, you know, family-wise, um, I suppose connections to the club. Um, my uncle David Taylor was one of the uh, sort of founder fathers, if you like. Um, very proud to have his name up at the Old Ram Gorse site as Taylor Close. Um, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I've known really? you since I was about seven years old, and I didn't know that David Taylor was one of the, well, your clan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he was married to Brenda, um, who's got the, uh, the dance school in Harlow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he was one of the architects of the town. Um, introduced me to rugby at sort of like 11 years old uh, when I was trying to do gymnastics, judo, and rugby. Um, yeah, and ever since he took me down the club, I think it was myself and girls named Palmer that um, were in the younger group. Reese was already there, as he explained last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so, so you know, family-wise, really got into that. None of the, my other family really got into rugby. My brother, uh, probably about twice the size of me in every aspect now. Is, um, that, is that possible? Yes, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <mate. laughs> um, but uh, well, he's, t- he's taller than you. He's taller. Yeah, than I was going to say, yeah, mate. Yeah. It's not very difficult, is it, when you fall? But, um, but no, he, um, he he didn't really take to rugby. He's a, he's more of a football man, unfortunately. But um, but yeah, that's a, that's about the family sort of aspects of it, mate. Yeah. So tell tell me, when did you last play rugby? I think it was just before the pandemic. Um, oh, sorry, sorry. The question was, I should rephrase it. It was, when did you last play rugby well? 
<laughs> Next. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, let's try again. When did you last play a full game? <laughs> Next. Um, <laughs> many, many years ago, mate. Many years ago. Um, yeah. the, the, the body, I think, has taken such a battering over the years that, uh, yeah, you're lucky if you get 10 minutes now um, mm. or two minutes now. Um, get yeah, good, team, get good team talk, full of expletives. And... No, that's not me. No. It's no, got you. No. no, it's got to be somebody else, mate. My, my team talks, you know, they're very, they're very um, intellectual and, um, yeah, full of uh, long words like that long. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got big they're, font. They're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I last played, yeah, last, last year, just before the pandemic, I think it was, mate. Um, yeah, just decided to have, a, have another sort of like blast. Um mm-hmm. Playing for the Saints for a few years in the latter part of my life, and um, yeah, when I think Hughesy came along, it was just a, an opportunity to try and you know drum up some things that have sort of been going a bit wayside, really, uh, a bit of disparity um, that apparently was was within some of the teams, um, and just really enjoyed it. And you know, Kev Harmon's done a great job in terms of going from the Saints up into supporting the first and second team, um, and yeah, I decided to. You know, support him really in one season playing twos, and uh, yeah, really enjoyed it, mate. So, 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 tell us about the plethora of positions that you've played over your time. Despite everyone's uh, thoughts, I've never played prop. Um, not, yet, not yet, anyway. Not yet, no, officially. No, yeah. I, I think oh. we've swerved that one, mate. I think we've swerved <laughs> that one. Um, so, throughout throughout in life, I suppose I, I came to Harlow as a as a skinny, scrawny kid, um, started on the wing. Um, then sort of like moved to scrum off uh, where Reese was playing. Um, Reese is, as we all know, mate, a phenomenal player and literally just plays anywhere he wants, to be fair. Um, yeah, he, he moved to fly off when you came and played scrum off, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's probably after a couple of years, to be fair, mate. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, I think because uh, of his sort of like talent, if you like, he could move anywhere. We didn't really have a 10 at the time as such. Um, I think if you remember, mate, when we were all growing up together. Um, yeah, I moved to Scrum Half and that's where I stayed for a good a good number of years, mate, until I went off and, you know, moved back to wing, um, you know, in sort of that part of the years. But I think the one good thing about our team, mate, was probably the last generation really of a team that really stuck together as such. Um, I'm probably being quite ignorant when I say that, mate, because <laughs> I don't know any of the other teams. Probably. Um, but, we, but, but, but don't let that stop you. <laughs> never, never. Um, when we... Uh, when we were growing up in the youth, mate, it was very a very good, very good squad, I think we had, mate, didn't we? Um, you know, you, you with your curly hair, you know, looking <laughs> a little bit feminine. Um, we always used to try and upload you to the opposition, didn't we? Uh, yep. you, you and Neil Edwards. Um, but again, despite that, mate, we, we, we all had a really good camaraderie, real good spirit. Many people from different schools around the town. Um, I'm not sure what it's like now, but, you know, back then, obviously, there was quite a bit of rivalry amongst the schools. Um, I was fortunate enough, I suppose, to be sort of sent to boys' high by my parents, um, you know, but played Harlow, didn't want to go to Stalford and play at Stalford, played Harlow when my uncle was. Um, and yeah, just, just really grew up together, didn't we, really, mate? And mm-hmm. uh, had a really good sort of team, under 16s, under 17s. The under 17s team was uh, pretty special. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what, what, do you, what do you love about rugby? Let's get that question out of the way. Um, I think the fact that I can take the piss out of anyone and they don't get too offended, um, and it's vice versa. Um, there's a lot of camaraderie. Um, it's a sport for all abilities, really. You know, and I think that's what I really enjoy, to be fair, because you can 
help people along. They can help you, you know, see different things. Um, all shapes and sizes. Obviously, I'm, a, I'm an example of all shapes and sizes. Um, well, you've done, you have done all of them now. All, all of the shapes. All, 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 all odd shapes, <laughs> mate. Yeah, don't worry about that. Um, I'm getting to the biggest shape now. Um, mm. But yeah, I suppose friendships as well, mate. You know, when you, when you look back at a lot of things, um, the friendships that are formed and there's no age barrier. There's no, there's no barrier at all to friendships. You know, we, mm. we go around the world. Um, we have people from different parts of the UK, if you like. Um, people move on. And you still keep in touch with people. Um, you know, not being funny, mate. You know, you, you and I have been friends for 40 odd years. You know, play, uh, well, play school, primary school, junior school. We didn't go, we don't go back as far as play school, do we? Did, did you uh, go to the. Was it Manhattan? No, no, I, I was at Bush Fair Play Barn for my play school. Um, but uh, but it's, it's certainly, we were at Perfect Green together. I mean, I don't, were you in infant schools at Perfect Green? Yes. Oh, yeah, I used like, to go home the into the into the playground every day. Oh, yeah. I just didn't like you then. You was, yeah, later on, yeah. No, well, you were the BBC computer geek, weren't you? That's uh, really big curly hair. Um, I think your brother was more manly back then. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, rugby is fantastic sport, mate. Like I say, it's um, it's full of individuals. It's full of team people. Um, you know, anybody can get involved and anybody can play. I think it's, you know, there's no... There's no real big egos at all in terms of, you know, who thinks somebody shouldn't be allowed to play or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I think that's probably what I love most about it, mate. Good, good. So, uh, so, so coming in, tell us about, play on that friendship element and the, 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 the friendships you make when you, you go away for a weekend or a bit longer together. You, you've been on a few rugby <laughs> tours. You've been on a few <laughs> rugby-related stag do's. Um, um, Eddie, Eddie, come on, tell, tell, tell us a story and... Uh, Keep it um, relatively uh, available for this podcast. Jesus, man. It is a public really, forum. Yeah, there we go. You're pushing it now. <laughs> I mean, you're pushing it now. Um, crikey, where do we start, mate? Where do we start? Um, I mean, one of the funniest ones in youth was Dunvant, when we went down to Dunvant. That's quite a good one, wasn't it? Um, yeah, that was good. Full one. of all sorts of uh, shenanigans. Um, mm. 16 years old, just growing into that sort of pain in the arse sort of age. Well, now, um, Toy, now Toys R Us have gone bust. We can probably tell stories about us riding bikes around the Toys R Us, trying to ride them out the store and stuff like that in Swansea. Because there's, there's no one to come after us now. But, no, true, uh, actually. Yeah, being chased. <laughs> um, let, let me fair, that was the Dunban boys that encouraged us to do that. So, they did, um, yeah. You, you got talked into it by a Welsh bloke. I mean, <laughs> and, and you're here now. So there we go. <laughs> just about, mate. Just about. I picked up the smallest bike there and, uh, yeah. Being chased and, it was too, and it was too big for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> farthing, you know, right there. Um, yeah, I mean that's a youth one. I mean, crikey, in, in the senior tours, where do we start, mate? I mean, um, there's Amsterdam, Paris, Cork. Cork was funny. I mean, we had the shittiest shirts. I think John McGuckin and Guffrey got them designed. Um, but that was a great crack all the way. You know, you know, little backstreet pubs um, going over there and playing the rugby as well. Uh, Amsterdam was funny. Um, yeah, crikey. I was I don't know why it is, but I always get shared with Prindy. Um and uh, uh, yeah, that's probably because I didn't go to Cork. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's not a pleasant experience, is it? No. It's, no. it's you, you need a lot of shoes and keep oh. them all by your bed to throw at his nose. Exactly. You have to hide it up, up up on a top shelf. Um mm. But yeah, Amsterdam was funny. Um, crikey, Coombs in myself because we didn't smoke. We, uh, we went into a cafe one night. I think that was after the game. 
Um, all the Alakadus were down in the um, in the main street. Um, Coomsey and I went into uh, one, one of those bars. Everyone else was smoking. We just sat there. We decided to have a bit of cake, obviously. Um, one bit later, didn't feel anything about 10, 15 minutes. Um, we decided to have another bit. Uh, the guy behind the, the, the counter was like, you know, you sure you two? Yeah, yeah, bring it over. And I think we had about three bits in total. Uh, nothing happened for quite a while. Got back on the coach. Um, Coomsey said something. I started laughing. I said, I need the toilet. He handed me just a small, I think he had a miniature bottle and he just went, there you go, which was about right. Um, but obviously he started laughing and I think uh, the spray went everywhere all over the coach. Um, you know, Coomsey, what is he, six foot two, built like a, a man mountain, just sitting there laughing while it's all spraying everywhere. Um, got back to the hotel room and uh, for some strange reason, I had like hallucinations. Um, barricaded no, no idea why. No, no, exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, didn't know what was going on. Um, Prendy uh, came back, um, bless him. He'd, uh, I think he'd gone behind the bar there and nicked a, a bottle of a bottle of brandy, I think it was at the time. Came up to her and knocked on the door, and there was me crying in the corner. I tipped the whole room upside down, barricaded myself in the corner, um, crying, saying, "No, you're going to kill me. You're going to kill me. Leave me alone." Um, obviously, Prendy being Prendy, saying, "Shut up, you prat. Let, let me in. Um, I've got some drink for us." I think I crawled out. We started to open the drink, and the hotel manager came up. Um, You've always been a bit emotional, so it's not that surprising you're having a little no, bit true, of a fight. Actually, true, actually. Yeah. True. Heart of me, Heart of me, sleeve, mate. <laughs> um, the, other, the, the other funny one was, uh, I think it was Paris, wasn't it, when we was in Tobas, coming back from Paris uh, with the um, ferry strikes or the train strikes. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone getting back on the last part of that. I think Loveday was doing his usual drinking games around the whole of the bloody um, middle of Paris. Uh, we came back. And uh, what was it, halfway across the channel, we decided to sort of do a head count. I think Brooklyn or Ryland had done a head count and said everybody's on. Next thing you know, we're missing a six-foot-four black man in a white toga. <laughs> you know, we'd left Scotty back in the port anyway. Yeah. Um, bless him. Um, he was responsible for making sure that everyone got on the coach as well. Exactly, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, good job, good job. Yeah, good job, Scotty. I think he was just carried away <laughs> drinking. Um, they're, they're probably the only I can't say any more about them mate because they're just too they're just too outrageous um, <laughs> stag dudes aha stag dudes Mr Ryan <laughs> um, I've, I've never been on one I don't know what you're talking about really uh, my one <laughs> your one oh yeah those yeah. yeah those ones yeah um, oh yeah maybe, maybe. Crikey Smithy's one uh, where did we yeah, I think you'd come up for the night we'd um, we've been drinking all day obviously you come up for the night I think with Lee Harron um, I thought it would be funny to run up on your door, knock on your door as you open the door, I smack you straight in the nose. Um, yeah, that, that wasn't very nice. We're supposed to be friends. And uh, you punched me straight on the nose. It's you. It's you. Let's be fair, mate. It's yeah, but you've got your own back, mate, because I thought I was funny running away, running down the stairs, forgetting that there's like the ledge. And I see this big right hook come you, over. You, you, you do realise that this is a podcast and people can't see the actions that you're. Sorry. Yeah, Yeah, your big right arm came over the top of the banister and I think launched me on my chin and took me back two steps, Um, which was still very funny because I just thought, I've got you, got you, I'm running away, I'm running away, he's slow, he ain't got bloody, he's like a donkey. Um, Yeah, your big right arm came over the top. Um, The other one, your stag dude to Benidorm. I think Prendy was trying to marry Sticky Vicky, wasn't he? Um, Kept asking her on dates. Um... (laughs) Running down uh, the middle of Benidorm, that's quite funny. And then what was it? We, we gave all that bingo hauler massive heart attack when we ran in in superhero costumes. 
Um, <laughs> poor barman at the, ho- or the hotel manager took over that bar, didn't we? Um, he came down screaming and shouting, saying we shouldn't go behind the bar. Literally <laughs> asked him to leave, kindly leave, and we uh, carried on drinking uh, all his gin, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you remember that's because you weren't that keen on gin. And I think Grover was there, and Grover said, I don't mind gin, but I can't stand tonic. And we just gave him tonic. <laughs> tonic, we drank gin. Yeah. Work that one out. <laughs> but no, they're, they're probably the, the, the nicest stories, should we say, Paul, that we can we, we can talk about. So, uh, let's, so let's get back to sort of, right, you came through our youth section uh, and you've had a bit of fun in your life. I mean, it started with the gymnastics. You're still one of the few people that can get fall on the floor and get up quite quickly. Um, well, quicker than quicker than most, even if now most of it's sort of belly rebound. But you, your 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 speed off the ground has always been pretty tight, hasn't it? And uh, uh, and back in the game, sort of thing. Um, so, give, so give us a little bit. I mean, we play together in the youth section, yeah. but it's it's unlike you because you love to mention. Wasps, pretty much every I'll time we talk about. I mean, you, you're like wasp, 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 wasp. Oh, this is me and my wasp friends. This is me going back to this. So, so come on, get, get get that off your chest. Come on, get it out. Get yeah, it I, out was, I was very fortunate, mate, to be. Um, Pope had already gone. Um, you know, Steve, guy, Steve, uh, Steve, Steve Pope. Pope was, yeah, um, another great phenomenal player, mate. Um, to to wear the Harlow jersey, he went off. Um, I think he's playing six, England 16s. He went off to wasps. Um, I had a chat with him um, and then throughout that sort of time I was 17 when we were in the under-17s playing county level obviously a year younger um, for the Colts and um, you, you had a guy or there is a guy at Wasp called Jeff Strange and he used to go around all the county and divisional games um, and used to try and tap players up um, and literally that's that, that's how you know I became involved at Wasp through, through Steve Pope Jeff Strange um, when I went there, I think they thought I was about 13 because, I, you know, I looked very young at the time, 14. They were like, you know, what are you doing here? And such. Jeff came over and said, look, pulled him out of the sort of like uh, the county divisionals. And, yeah, I, I was just very fortunate, mate. Very fortunate. Right place, right time. Um, mm-hmm. Spent, what, six years there. Um, under-21s, Colts, you know, Reese went to Sarries. Um, you know, great rivalry there. Great rivalry there. You know, I think it was always very colourful when Reese and I met and played against mm-hmm. each other. Um, great teams and yeah like I say you know very fortunate to, to to go through the ranks you know got yeah, played a couple of first team matches um, I was going to say there's been some debate about how many first team matches you've played at, two. at Wasps two. Yeah, you how many you, uh, you played so just put it straight I mean you said two. you said a couple then was it was it a, one on the wing or one at scrum off or was it both on no, the no, wing no 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 both, both on the wing both on the wing mate um, one one um, one was against Bristol, um, and one like back in the old days at the old Memorial Ground, and one was against the uh, the, the combined forces. So yeah. you know, not, not very, not not very much, yeah. mate. But um, you know, very fortunate, as I say, to play there. Yeah. Spent a good season and a half playing for the second team, um, which again, you know, everybody sort of mixed in and out. Um, but the under twenty ones and the nineteens were just phenomenal. Um, yeah. You know, for many years we, we tried to get Lee Harron to come over. Um, but the guy, you know, at the time he had like Harlow running through him, and I think obviously his career in the Beast Force as well sort of stopped yeah. him, mate. But that's probably one player that, um, you know, should have played professional, mate. That's probably well, you, you, you had Andy, Andy Gomesall there, so uh, Andy Gomesall had sort of come through and yeah. put, put, pushed Lee out at the London level, I think. And yes, that's probably, that's probably part of your sales pitch, wasn't wasn't that strong at that point? Um, no, I mean, he's best mates with Popey, um, you know, but, but again, you know, Lee could have fought for it. Um, mm-hmm. 
But I, I think I think his career, to be fair, was probably more you know, yeah. than, than at the time when it was just going pro. Um, but yeah, then sort of like just just got had a, quite a bit of a terrible injury on my shoulder. Um, How do you do that? that? Sorry. How did you do that? Oh, pl- playing against oh, I just remember it vividly, mate. Playing against Bath, just kind of like sort of threw a pass over my shoulder, um, got absolutely creamed, um, drove into the ground, and shoulder went sort of like. The other side of my head, basically, mate. Um, mm. Done me, you know, completely clavicle. Um, had to have a major operation on that. Um, Got a big old scar there now, haven't you? I have, mate, yes. Mm. Yeah, it's all right. I like to say it's a shark bite when I'm out. Um, <laughs> not many people believe it. But, um, so you use that quite a lot then, yeah? Used to, used to, mate. <laughs> used, not to, yeah. used to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, to be fair, mate, you know, it'd gone sort of like professional as well just after yeah. that time at 95. And... As we all know, mate, we, we, we all like to party in our younger years, didn't we? Mm-hmm. You know, literally Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, Sunday nights. I got fined quite a few times uh, for turning up drunk um, on a Saturday morning. Um, but, hey, you, you know, that, that's life, mate. So, literally, mm-hmm. at the end of that, it was all con- contracts coming to an end. And they sort of said, do you want to play lower level, uh, low, lower leagues? Like, you know, sort of like at the time, the likes of Camberley, Blackheath, etc. Um, even going up as far as Bedford and Nottingham. Didn't really want to, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and came back to Harlow. And, so, um, I, I've been meaning to ask you for a, a long time. There's a guy that played at Wasps. He might have been sort of done by the time you were there. Yep. Uh, that I work with, and I bumped into him in Chicago, and he, he used to live in the UK, moved over to Chicago, and we were having, we were having a chat. A guy called Martin Russell. Um, uh, he was around probably that early nineties, maybe ninety five sort of time. So. I don't know if you ever came across him. I may no, well have done, mate. I mean, you, you yeah, know. If you didn't, this is a terrible bit of the podcast, so we'll skip on. No, 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 <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. No, but mate, yeah. at the time, what you've got to remember as well is back then, Wasp was like Harlow. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It had six senior sides. It had an under-21s. It had an under-19s. Yeah, I mean, back then as well, it had a ladies team, which were, mm. which to be fair, we, we, we played them, I think we were Colts, and we played the ladies first team, and Jesus Christ, they were violent. <laughs> um, so, so you know, Martin Russell may well have been there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a case of a guy could have been playing up when I was playing down. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there, there's lots of people that pass through those doors. Ah, no worries. Um, coming back to Harlow, that was really, really <laughs> good actually, mate. I really, really love coming back. Um, Sooty at the time was the coach with Colin Jenkins. Um, I think we're talking about 90, sorry, 97, 98, I think, mm-hmm. just before Graham Richards came along. Yeah. Um, Ray yeah, Harris should have been around then as well, I guess. I think that was his last season mm. okay. yeah, when mm. I came back. And I think he went back down to Newport Gwent, didn't he? To, to uh, Ebervale, sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, came back and you had the likes. I mean, the old stalwarts, absolutely great players in their day as well. Um, you know, Algie, John Price, um, Guffers, Guffrey, Mark Guffrey, Dave Osler, Darren Adicott, Dave Hurley. Mm. You know, obviously the, the, the little gingerhead midget was there. Um mm. Mark Coombs, mate, you, you know, some great players, absolutely great players at that time. And uh, just unfortunate, they all decided to retire, I think, about a year or two later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then and then stuck around from, you know, Harlow ever since, really, mate. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I remember uh, when Graham did come on board and you you took on our goal-kicking uh, responsibilities. Uh, I always wanted to do it, buddy. Yeah, you always wanted to do it, and you gave no, it a no go. One to no, do no, it. no one. Oh, right. it. okay. Sorry, no one else wanted to do it. Uh, and you were well known for missing by not very much with pretty much every kick that you took. 
That said, I remember, I also remember the game where you banged everything over uh, and you came off and you were over the moon about it and you made it sure that we all knew about it. And I'm pretty sure I might have bought you a Bacardi Breezer or two that night. So uh, yeah, you, anyway. <laughs> you, you would not have bought anyone a point. You're as tight as arse, I was angry. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, mate, I mean, yeah, you, do you know what? I think enjoying the game so much, you know, the, the, the camaraderie we had, mate, then, I mean, it was phenomenal. Don't forget, you know, we, 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 we built up a, a good old Thursday night drinking club. Um, you know, we used to train Tuesday and Thursday, um, you know, back in the day when I came back, you know, there's obviously a little bit of, uh, a, little, a little bit of cash flying around. Um, and that used to just get pulled back into the club. And that's part of our agreement. Um, but then, you know, we, we had a really good camaraderie again, mate, which is why I love it so much. You know, we, we used to go training, then have a couple of beers in the, in the club and then go down the checkers and the Marquis on a Thursday night. So, so let's talk about the teams that you've supported. So clearly you've supported Wales and the British Iron, and Irish Lions. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but tell us about other teams that you've supported along the way. <laughs> you can kiss my ass about Wales. Um, no, mate, they're, they're pretty obvious. Do you know what I mean? It's Harlow, Wasps, um, the, you know, the, the Lions. Um, and, that's, and England, mate, that, that's pretty much it. I, I just, you know, I, th- I think as you alluded to earlier, mate, my team talks. I hate every other team um, that, that, that comes up against Harlow. With, with a passion. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, only a little bit of passion, mate. I like to sort of like put a little bit of passion into uh, a, a four-letter passion. Let's put it that way. Anyway. <laughs> um, I, I'm not going to deny or confirm. Um, but yeah, it was just one of the things, mate. That you, you know, a little bit like England. Everyone wanted to beat Harlow. You know, when we were in the upper echelons of London One, mm-hmm. when we were almost gaining promotion. Um, you know, back then the structure. I think we were like four or five leagues away from Premiership. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the way it was structured so we were really fighting hard 4-4 four, 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 yeah so yeah 4 National, um, Nationals 4-3-2-1 four, yeah so we were um, four promotions four we, promotions we were, us there, mate. we were very close on numerous occasions but we just couldn't get it over that line and mm-hmm. you know that passion is just born out of the, the, the love of Harlow you know don't forget you know you've got some great men you know that passed through Harlow um, you know the likes of my uncle for instance Chris Locke I mean crikey what, what an absolute absolute phenomenal Advocate of rugby and Harlow. Have you paid for your VP tie yet? Sorry, buddy. Have you paid for your VP tie yet? Chris Chris Locke's always that renowned for going, here you go, do you want to be a VP? And then giving you a tie and then saying, that'll be 20 quid, please. I know. Yeah, but it's every time you see him. Yes, Chris, I gave you 20 quid last week. Yeah, I think Price is taking his accolade now and taking the baton, and I think, you know, he's doing it. But, um, but yeah, you know, Ken Spooner. And then, you, you know, we, we can't mention, uh, or oh, sorry, we can't not mention, Paul, um, Dave Sharp. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what a man. Um, you know, what, what he's done for Harlow Rugby Club is absolutely astronomical. Um, you know, bringing us on, bringing our team on. I mean, when you've got the likes of Brett Murphy, Graham Clark, uh, Lee Johnson, John Wicks, you know, Russ Snowden, all the little shits of the town. Um, <laughs> I know you're saying oh. that here when you're wrapped up in a room on your own. I'm not in a room and walk together. I'm not stupid. I know I look it, but I'm not stupid. Um, I'll be agree. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, you know, how we managed to nurture them, um, turn them into, you know, you know, great guys with great friendships. Um, and then what he's done for the club ever since, mate, you know, publicity, putting things together. Um but yeah, you, you know, we wouldn't be where we are today without the likes of those guys. Um, Indeed. 
Indeed. Yeah, and then coming back, Carlo, you know, with, with Graham Richards coming on board, I think Reese and I were, were very much used to his training regimes, obviously just coming out of the eras with, uh, with, with, with the likes of those, you know, big clubs. Um, you know, really enjoyed it under, under, under his regime, to be fair. I think a few people found it hard um, to, to sort of interact with him. Um, the guy I've been used to working with uh, Natal under 21s, South Africa under 21s, um, Harlequins, um, he'd been at, and then he came over to us. Um, and at the time, I think it's, you know, genuinely what the club needed. He'd, be, he'd been sitting there at Queen's coaching Will Carlin, and uh, next thing you know, he's got you to coach. <laughs> yeah, poor old sod, poor old sod. <laughs> Everyone felt sorry for him, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, again, in that great, in that sort of great era passing over, mate, you, you know, he did very well to nurture the likes of James Grover, Wayne Morgan, Ben Jarvis. You know, um, he, yeah, I won't say his name, but yeah, you know, begins with S and surname begins with V. Brought them through the ranks of, uh, you know, the, the youth and then brought them into the first team. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and then obviously he, he, he had his time. Um, you know, without knowing obviously all the ins and outs and the politics, um, uh-huh. you know, he, he left, um, which I think was a real big shame. And then we had um, we had the old Royd Rage, Alan Yates, come in. Uh-huh. Um, absolutely worst thing could have happened, to be fair, because everyone just decided to split after that. Um, you know, he had no. no I think split. you. I, I think you'd, everyone had decided to split before that. But um, there we go. Probably, mate. Anyway, one of the things I find when we look back at those sort of periods of time um, is that, yeah, there was dis- discontent around at the time and we weren't terribly happy. And I know they were recruiting for a new coach. And I remember Pr- Prindy particularly was at the time, was, I was saying to people, I don't think Prindy's going to go anywhere. Mm. I think he's he, he cut him in half. He's going to be red and green through and through. And then Prindy went to or signed for Stalford. Um, and it was like, oh crap, we need a tired prop. And that's when Alan Yates came in. Or that's my perception sort of perception of what happened at the, the time. But I, I mean Alan Yates the year he was there was very challenging. What I take from that one one thing that I he he coached me that still I've done ever since in the in a lineout when someone's trying to set a driving lineout against you, and they've got up in front of you and they've won the ball, so you 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 know you're outnumbered. Yeah. You put your hand up on the person's bum as they're coming down, and you just push them gently back. So instead of having a V-shaped driving situation, you're in as a defending team to mess to mess them up, and I've done that in every situation. You know, I played against where I was a jumper, and a jumper got the better of me. It stopped many. It stopped many a driving more. So I guess I look back at that period. I go, yeah, that was tough, and you're yeah. and you're, you're absolutely right. Seeing sort of um, friends of mine and, and colleagues or players and people mm-hmm. that I held in high esteem at the time leave the club was pretty painful. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he came in, but then I look back a bit at it now and say, oh, what did I learn? What did I learn from that? And yeah. that's that. That's the technique. I learned other stuff as well, but that was the technique that he 
he coached into us. Um, although he did try and get us to warm up in the changing room once when it was pissing with rain outside, and it was a really sweaty. It got really sweaty in that the, the old first team changing room. Nice. So we're running around. No one had trainers. So everyone was in their boots, slipping and sliding, trying to run an Auckland grid type thing in the changing rooms. It was this is a stupid, stupid, stupid idea. <laughs> and so probably had many, he probably had too many roids that morning, mate. He might, he um, might, he might have done, but uh, I don't know. I couldn't possibly comment on that sort of thing. But, uh, but anyway, well, um, so are, are you going to play again when we come out of this lockdowns type stuff? I mean, we're, we're almost out of it anyway, but are no, you thinking mate, of playing? No. I think that days, days are gone now, mate. My body really is beginning to, really beginning to crack up. You know, obviously put on too much weight, um, as usual. Um, business is, is taking up and consuming a lot of the time now. Um, so... Yeah, I don't think I will. I might play, play the odd match here and there, mate, but do you know what? I've, I've genuinely not missed it now. I think that last season um, of playing, you know, with the twos and, and under, under Tom Hughes and uh, Kev Harmon, um, I think, yeah, those days have gone now, mate. Um, so, so have you considered refereeing? Could you imagine me as a referee? I did say that with a straight face, didn't I? Seriously. <laughs> Jesus, mate. Um, <laughs> Well, I would have said coaching, but that was. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, it, 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 even coaching, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm too controversial for people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be quite blunt, mate. I'm too people have asked me, um, but you know, you know, I think it comes down to you know one of the things we're going to talk about, mate, where the volunteers, people come in, development in clubs. Um, you know, you could put all them together um, and just say, you know, that the club's full of wonderful volunteers, um, pretty much like every other club that non-profit club that's that's run um i just personally think that sometimes you've got the right people but they're in the wrong responsibilities mm-hmm. or the wrong jobs um and sometimes that can cause quite a lot of friction it can cause quite a lot of um anxiety in people um but yeah i i, I don't think i would now mate i don't think mm-hmm. i would now i think um you know maybe mentioned it once or twice before um you know maybe you get, maybe, maybe a touch judge then. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah, there you yeah, go. Imagine. All right, we'll sign you up for that. There we go. Yeah, it's literally get the ball out. Harlow's throwing. No, Harlow gets the ball out. Don't mind me, sunshine. Um, yeah. Um, so, 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 come on, in. you. I know you've been uh, really dead keen since me, Prindy, Kerry got together and did our first fifteen of the the greatest ever time. I know you've been no. sitting down and you've been thinking about it. You've been keeping you awake at night. Uh, you've been wondering <laughs> about how how can I get my own back for not being left in put in that squad. No, don't um, don't so so I know you've got a team on the paper there. Now let's save everyone a bit of time. Have we got 15 Dave Stradlin? No. Don't be stupid, <laughs> well if I'd asked Matt Howard the same thing just he got would have three. Said, got three. <laughs> oh three. Three. Oh okay there we go. Is is that like a uh, a visual of a, uh, just because sometimes I look at you, I think I see three. Yes, basically, mate. Yeah, I, I think my moves <laughs> move. You know, but when, when I'm walking, they move out to outwards. So you got three of me. Um, no, no mate, you, it's, it's, it's what you said, mate. It's what you said. You know, put together something for for you. So you, you know, I, I had a think on it, and um, yeah, mate. I mean, you know, go through them one by one if you want to, buddy. And then you know, to be let's fair, start. You, let, the, the, let, Let's kick off. Come on, come on. Let's stick kick off. Who, 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 who are the, uh, the props that you want to have on your no, team? I'm going to go. I'm going to go yeah. fifteen to one. I'm going to go fifteen. 15 oh, you're going to go fifteen. You're going to change it around. Yeah. So I'm I wrote good. it down on a bit of paper for you, and you said that's sod that. I'm going to do it. Okay. Let's start with. Mate, you know me. I'll, start, I'll do it my own way. Thanks. Let's start with a sub. Go on. <laughs> the subs. 
No one. No, no one. No one. Don't no, need any. They're all, no, they're no, all no, made of granite. No, 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 no. no, no, okay. no. Let's not bother with the, with, with the, with the subs. Um, Manager? No. Coach? Coach Graham Richards. Yeah, all day long. All okay. day long. Um, but the assistant, you know, I, I would have loved to have seen Sooty stay with Graham, um, Paul Clegg. I really would have done, mate. I think that would have been a fantastic combination for many, for many a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, 15, yeah, you know, um, been a few good 15s, but, yeah, you know, me personally, who I've played with, you know, these are players that I've played with as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, John Price, um, crikey, the guy with a fag and a pint beforehand, a bit like Bill Bailey. Did he um, smoke? I never, I never. No, sorry, no, I don't think he smoked. Sorry, I think he loved, loved the Guinness. I think for a for a match. Um, but the guy, you know, had speed to die for. Cut the lines. He, he did like a Guinness, but I forgot about that. He'd have yeah. a, he'd go and have a Guinness before a match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he would do, mate. Lovely guy, great player. Um, yeah, tackled when he wanted to. Um, and uh, yes, well, yeah, these enormous great arms that just yeah. sort of came out. He looked getting past him was nigh impossible, exactly, uh, mate. I think he was only about five foot ten, no, no, about five yeah. foot one. Sorry, um, and you, you know, yeah, it's almost impossible to get around him. Um, you know, people try and sidestep him, but his speed would, would overtake. Um, but that was a bit controversial that one because the next person, one point of 14, but could have played there and did play there for quite a while, and Rudy Estevez. Mm-hmm. Our little South African import. Um, again, what player? Uh, sidestep that would absolutely just sit you on your aris. Um, mm-hmm. Hit you as hard as nails in the middle of the ribs. And um, yeah, could read a game very well from fullback uh, or wing. My try line is my pride. And it was okay. out of there, wasn't it? It stands out. So that's right. Yeah, very I, clearly. I, yeah. I, I tried to think of what his little, his little yep. one liner was, but that's it, mate. Yeah, my try line is my pride. Yeah. Um, so here, mate, I'm going to mix it up a bit because obviously I can't name myself at 12. Even no, quite, no, you've only got one winger or are you going to go to 11 know. comes out? Okay. Lee, Lee Smith, mate, you can't, you, you can't not have Lee Smith in, in there in the, in the greatest of uh, Harlow, you know. The pumped up little swollen, swollen yeah, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. the man who used to inject himself with steroids every, every, every match. <laughs> um, yeah, he had a little valve, didn't he, in his arm that he used to pump up every... every he, he wasn't steroid, he'd just blow him up. He was like... <laughs> Exactly. Then all of a sudden, he's like that, like carry a carpet <laughs> underneath his uh, things. Maybe you can give him a job. I don't know. No, he, he, wore, he wore the uh, he wore the tightest shorts and tightest shirts. I think he still does. Bless him. <laughs> um, again, mate, you know somebody who scores, I think, crikey, majority like 30, 40, 50 tries a season or whatever it was. I think he still holds the record. I think doesn't he in a, in a season? Um, yeah, I think uh, yeah for first first team tries. I remember from our youth. Uh, age group yeah. Wayne Higgins scored pretty much the same amount in our yeah. youth team at the time but yeah at first team level Swiffy was there uh, he had this knack that the ball would just pop up into his hands when it was like kicked ahead yeah. Um, so yeah no yeah no he, he, was, he was a great little player Lee great little player um, yeah I won't put myself as 12 even though I am the greatest 12 the club's ever seen you know don't worry about Guthrie um, don't worry about Love Day um but no, yeah, at 13, <laughs> at 13, I put Algie Price. Sorry, sorry, mate. Sorry, sorry, sorry. John yeah. Price's brother. Yeah. Um, John Price's brother. Algie. Algie. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah beat, a, beat, beat, a man, beat a man before he'd, before he'd received the ball. But yeah. it, it, yeah. The, the funny thing was, he'd tell the guy what he was going to do. Yeah. I'd go, right, I'm going to line you up. And he'd still do it. And he'd, you know, the guy would just be on his arse. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, another great player. The Price Brothers, when they were playing together, that was quite funny. Mm-hmm. Um, 12, Love Day. Um, I mean, crikey, the, the, the man. I think people are still following his dummies now. <laughs> you know I mean, he, he could throw a dummy and every, everyone would just fall for it. Um, and he'd throw the same one five times in the trot and everyone would still fall for it five times. Um, but again, you know, hard as nails, you're tackling, love to tackle, um, reads the game very, very well. You, you know, literally could play 9, 10, 12, 13, 15, very, very well. The dummies, it's all in the eyes. The dummy's all in the eyes. Just watch your eyes. Mate, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But the poor sod suffered from donkey fucking hamstrings, didn't he? Um, <laughs> Doesn't make him a bad man. Doesn't make him a bad man. <laughs> no, no. Well, you're in the same mould, mate. Yeah, <laughs> your hamstrings are as tight as anything. It's um, from time to time. Yeah. No, exactly, mate. Um, ten. Um, you know, I, I think I'm going to have to put little Ben Jarvis in there, mate. Um, and these guys who I've actually played with. So everyone's got their own opinions and choices. But Jarvo, um, real solid little player. You know, he, he sort of like loved a. He glided across the field, mate, you know, when he ran with the ball. Um, tackled very hard as well. Very, very, very strong guy. Um, nine, it pains me to say it, but you've got to pick the, got to pick the ginger midget in you. Which one? Um, I mean, I don't, know. I don't know who you're talking about. No, 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 neither do I, mate. Um, just the little bastard beat me at golf a little while ago. Um but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's because he takes the. He's a policeman, isn't he? So he works when he wants, and then he just True. turns up. He, yeah. he thinks the firemen have got it all easy, but he, he has he has the whole day to do what he likes. He has to work all night, but he has the whole day to do what he likes. Exactly, he exactly. Yeah. Like, Come on, mate. Come on, let's go out. Let's go out. You know, I'm not very good. Not very good. Yeah, I think. Yeah, right, Lee. He goes, oh, you play. I said, no, I don't play all the time. Came out. I was like, yeah, Lee, you're lying, little sod. Um, but no, um, you know, I think, yeah, 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 a phenomenal player, absolute nails. Um, you know, great captain as well to play under, uh, very cool, calm, collected. You know, always tried to get the referee around, um, around his little finger. I remember, you know, when Wayne Barnes was uh, refereeing us in London One, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, I think Lee, Lee could wind him up like anything. Um, round him up or got him around his little finger? I'm, I'm confused now. He did both, Maybe yeah, he got him around his little finger. Um, and anyone should say, like, you know, Barnes and sorry, well, explain that to me. Obviously, you know, Wayne would be like, Yes, Lee, I'll do anything for you. Um, number eight, uh, Zane Ansel, um, mm-hmm. came over a South African import from Graham Richards's uh contingent from the Tal under 21s, went on to play for Benetton Treviso uh, mm-hmm. for quite a few years. I think he still lives in Italy now. He does, mate. Yeah. Still, yeah, he's still in Treviso. So, uh, I think he's. Uh, uh, was- Different gravy. I remember one game, uh, I think it was Met Police, he pretty much won the game on his own. Um, yes. We were up, right up against it. Um, just, he was a different class. Yeah, And uh, enjoying his time in the UK before he yeah. went off to take his uh, rugby a little bit more seriously. But uh, yes. he was caught, it was class act for me. It, it was a different class act. Um, you know, what he could do, you know, it's an eight hour league. Um, I'm a bit undecided. Well, I'm a bit undecided between seven, mate. We've had a few good sevens in our time. Um, you know, I mean, even though it's for like probably two seasons, Dwayne Bishop, um, mm-hmm. the Kiwi. Remember him from um, Bish, Barking? Yeah, Bish, yeah. Um, very, very good hard player. Um, Bloody but- nightmare to follow because he kept changing. He would never do anything off the. Uh, the, 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 we're running this way, running that move, and he just suddenly changed direction and run across the pitch exactly. and round and uh, stuff like back. that. But yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, um, very, yeah, class play, absolute class but, play. But then, but then you had little pickle, you know, Mark Pickett, um, 
about three stone dripping wet, but you know, sort of like fought about ten times above his above his weight, mate. Um, you, you know, head on the line every time. I mean, he looked like a hardened seven. You know, it reminded me of Peter Winterbottom with you know that craggy face. Um, yeah, quite, quite a bit shorter. Yes, yeah, quite a bit shorter, and quite a bit smaller, yeah. but the craggy face was the same. Um, <laughs> Yeah, a, a great little player was Pickle. Um, six, you can't you, you can't not have um, you know dump truck in there. Uh, Rich May, you know, uh, a, a great player to have in your team, mate, in, in every aspect, whether it's behind you, in front of you, you know, sort of like pulling people off you, um, and, or putting the first punch in one of them too. Um, you, no, hang on, you pick you pick three flankers. I can't have that. You got you you got to pick uh, you got to pick one flanker. Picked. One you are, you, you, one, one no, Richard Mays at six, sorry, mate. Yeah, Richard Mays at six. Pick it or fish? Uh, pick it. Sorry, mate. Pick, pick it. it. Okay. Here we go. Um, yeah, pick it at seven. Rich May at six. Um, all day long, mate. All day long. Um, I think Richard had quite a bit of talent and speed from his younger years at wing. Um, uh, but yeah, so, so that was quite that was quite an easy one at six. Um, then I've gone for Trevor Boynton at five. Was he Boynton never played in the second row for us? I thought he did play five. No, he played. He, he played six. He, he, he when it when it came up, he just smile at you and laugh. I mean, don't get us wrong. He, he went off to London Welsh, I think it was, and he went Cambridge. off to Cambridge University and played played in the second row there. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought he mixed it up between five and six. No, even not... if you play one game, you're not going in. <laughs> Going in, so piss off. No, 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 no. That's, no, no, that's not. That's, that's not what I'm pushing for. But uh, at all, clearly, this is your team. But, um, but Boynton was. I, I mean, he's probably one. Of, he's probably the best six that I've played with that could just change a game with just hitting them all. Was, oh, like, mate, well, oh. well, you used to hear the oofs coming out of people and people's ribs yeah. every time. Um, okay, um, but you can have Boynton. It's right. You can have Boynton. He, 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 look, I think he went on to play second row. He may well have played second row for us. I have no idea, but there we go. Now, have you got a dog over there that you need to go and... Uh, no, mate, no, the two little, two little sods. One's a Dachshund and thinks she's a bleeding Great Dane and the other one's a, a Yorkie thinks she's a German Shepherd. And I don't know what they're barking at, so sorry. So, 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 so let me get this straight. You've got two little dogs that have got Napoleon Syndrome. 100%. 100%, mate. They take off you then, do they? Yeah, they do, they do, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I missed out my Napoleon... Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I missed out that little outfit that you bought me. Thank you very much for my stag, too. <laughs> well, if the uh, coat fits, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get back into this. <laughs> <laughs> Who's um, you over second row? Who's you over second row? Then? Kenty, Kenty, yeah, Kenty, yeah, yeah. You're not going in anywhere near this team. I didn't say that. That's not what I'm pushing for at all. I'm not pushing, I just want to know what you think. Did you just I mean, this, this is this is unusual that people want to know what you it? think. Did you, did you know what? No, I don't. I'm here. This is your world. This is your calm world. Calm down, Paul. Chill. <laughs> Look, you're even leaning forward now, getting aggressive. Body language. Christ. Dear idea, oh dear. <laughs> um, three. The silent assassin, James F. Grave. Yeah, great player. Great player. I don't know if I, I, I've ever told. There was there was a game, and we'd been playing together for years. And I was I was early in my captain uh, time, and we were down in the sort of left hand corner of the old uh, pitch at uh, mm. Ram Gorse. And I was like, all we got to do here is wind this clock down, and we're out of here. 
and I, and I, I sort of, as we were coming to do a scrum, I just went over to Effie and said, Effie, can you take this scrum down? And he looked at me with this massive, great big grin. I went, of course I can. Of course I can. And, and he was like, oh, like, all right, then do it. And, and we uh, took it down. We took it down three times, stayed down there, kept yeah. him in that corner, won the game. And it was, the, he said it was the first time anyone had asked him to take a scrum down. And, uh, um, uh, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, clearly the rules of the game and stuff like that. You should never, you should never try and bend the rules or anything like that. There's no when cameras, the, Paul. There's no the cameras or assistant referees. So that's well, well, to, to be fair, it was if he did say, "If the referee comes my side, tell me." Um, yeah. And um, it, it was three times he took it down. Then the referee changed sides to come and have a look, and then he did take it down again. No. And so, uh, um, yeah, it was. It was. You know, this one. That was one of those tactical things that yeah. you know, someone's capable of but no one had ever asked and I was yeah. like wow wow no, he, he was he, he liked that little stuck skullduggery did old Effie yeah. um, you know you ask him to do something mate and he, he would do it he's just you know again mate strong as an ox absolutely strong and powerful and uh, you know you'd see him appear somewhere that you just wouldn't expect and he would be yeah a, a really nice guy as well mate really nice guy to have a beer with as well the um, assassin, as you said. Exactly, mate. Exactly. You like you like hurting people and just wryly grinning. Um, hooker, no one else apart from this man, mate. John Locke, hard as absolute shitting nails. Um, great rugby brain. Remind me afterwards that explicit button. I've got to press that when I publish this. But yeah, God, yeah, he was. Yeah. Sorry, mate. I do <laughs> That's right. That's all right. Um, yeah, Lockie, hard as nails, mate. Uh, phenomenal rugby brain. Great captain. Um, he was of the old Martin Johnston ilk and era. You know, follow me, boys, I'm going into battle as such. Um, yeah. You know, he, he'd be behind you. Um, you know, what was he? I think it was England under-21s, English students, Saris. Um, mm-hmm. Should have played at Saris, but I think obviously career-wise, you know, the guy was a, a, a fantastic teacher. And I think he was on the fast track to the headships. Um, but yeah, mate, I, I've never seen people coming up looking so upset when John Locke was playing. Um, you know, I think the rakes down people's backs used to used to say, "Oh, yeah, Locke's been around." He, um, scared, he scared the crap out of people. He did. He yeah, did. Did you? He did. Um, and then the other one, mate. Um, I mean, crikey, this guy could play both sides of the scrum, um, but I think he was more loose and tight. I think you said or. Was it vice versa? But Mark, well, when you couldn't work out who was tight head and who played loose head, hundred percent, mate. You, you you asked me earlier today, yeah, I know. I, I, I don't get involved in that silly <laughs> thing at the front. Um, you know, with the people with you know, all the mutes go. It's um, just left and right. All you got to be able to do is turn your left and right, which I know is difficult for someone like you. But hundred percent, mate. I don't even know me asking me elbow, let alone left and right. Um, <laughs> but no, Mark Coombs. You know, yeah. the guy that kept Jason Leonard out of the Eastern County squad when they were younger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, another hard man that just was very, very quiet, went about his business. And uh, yeah, that's my 15, mate. That's my 15 I've played with. Thank you very much. There you go. You've put the record straight and uh, laid it out there. So, so go on, in. I'll, I'll put you on the, the, the spot now. That Who's the greatest player that you've <laughs> ever played with? <laughs> I've, I've got written here someone called D Stradlin. But, uh... No, he's a tosser. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, we agree again. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, mate, there's they, they, three up for the up, three out for the running. Um, you know, you got Reece Lovedale. I've got to put I've got to put the love child in there. Um, reads a game like nobody can. Um, knows you know knows a lot of what's going on. Knows a lot of what's happening. 
Um, again, you know, you know, quite hard in the tackle. Loved, loved putting his body on the line, his neck. I think numerous times, I think he nearly broke his neck about five times tackling. Um, John Locke, you know, hard as nails. But, mate, there's only one person that really stands out. Um, you know, and the guy's done such a great service for the club over the years. You know, it's Lee Harron. Greatest player is a just, midget. Yeah, just I think the greatest player that Harlow's ever produced um, and ever had, mate. And that probably goes for all generations. But again, that's just my 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 very own personal opinion. Other people may differ, disagree. Um, but yeah, what, what he's done for the club, like I say, growing up through the youth. Um, I mean, Crichton, not many people might know, but he started off as hooker. Um, you know, very good at hooker. They told him, I think he was too, going to be too small at, uh, you know, national, international level um, and divisionals. And changed to scrum off and become a very, very competent artist now with scrum off. So, yeah, he's there, buddy. He's there. There we go. There we go. Well done. You, you, you managed to write some words down on a bit of paper and read them out. I'm, I'm very proud of you. I know, I've got my seven-year-old to do it. Don't worry. No, no, no. I could tell from the way it was flowing off your tongue. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so tell me, uh, in the games that you've played, where's the greatest rivalry that you've uh, come against? I can't forget um, I mean, youth, youth team, mate, youth team, I think if I, if I told you, if I said Malden, mm-hmm. um, you know, that should bring quite a few laughs to you. Yeah. You know, Brett Murphy, Graham Clark, you know, um, Malden were just a horrible, vile bunch, really, at the time. Um, you know, we, we had the likes of the, the, the Canby Islands as well. Um, I think because a lot of their people were involved in, in, in selections at county sort of levels and ignored everyone else in Essex. Um, and then senior level, pretty much anyone who was against Harlow, mate. But anyway, yeah, I mean, you kind of covered that anyway. What? Uh, flip it around. So, so um, any friendships that you would only have made through rugby? <sighs> to be fair, mate, pretty much quite a lot. Uh, I mean, I can't, you, you can't put it into words, you know, you really can't fathom um, what doors it can open if you let it open, if that makes sense. Um you know, having a beer with some players after a match, you know, I know there's a lot of rivalries, but, you know, you sort of go in, you, you sort of hit people, you become friends with people, you know, many friends span, you know, in, in the local areas from Colchester, um, Thurrock, um, you know, Barking, uh, probably not Barking actually, because they're, they're, they're tossers, but there we go. Um, but no, mate, mate, mate it, it just opens up all doors, you know, you become friends for our youth system, um, you know, through the counties, when you get to counties, Eastern Counties, London Division, um, you know, the likes of, you, you get to mix with so many people. Um, it's so fantastic. You, so you hate everyone, except that, except your friends that you've made at other clubs. <laughs> yeah, basically, pretty much, mate. Pretty much. Um, if I've made friends at other club days. No. So... <laughs> I've often heard your main name mentioned, to be fair, at other clubs. Um... Yeah, but not in, a, not in a good no, way. No, no, not in a good way. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm happy to admit that. Um, no, it's, um, I think rugby is one of the very few places, um, you know, you can be genuine friends with somebody just beating 10 bells of hell out of each other, um, have a beer with them afterwards, get to know them. Um, you know, you get to know people on the circuit as well. You know, if, if you've had the opportunity and the chances to play other clubs. Um, you know, you get to know other people when you go away, you come back. Um, when you play county as well, you know, you get to know other people from other clubs. Um, and you just form very good friendships, mate. I mean, I really don't know any other sport like it, to be honest. You know, a lot of my friends went through the football era um, and they've just got no, no association with anybody, really. You know, when you think, crikey, you played at you know, quite a good level and yet 
you're not really friends with anybody from that from that you know era or or, or sport. So, so okay, yeah. so so let's let's move that on. So that you're known for having an opinion on different things, and I hesitate before I ask this question and stuff like that. But there are a number of things that um, that, that I, I think you would like us to do differently uh, than we're doing at the moment so is it what's top of your list at the moment is it sort of how we're developing is it how how people are involved how we're organized what what, what are the top top things that that wake up and make Dave Stradlin a really annoyed driver on the road that needs to uh, uh, abuse everyone that does something slightly wrong on the roads for the other twats on the road that can't drive Paul they're not yeah, <laughs> No, um, no, in all seriousness, mate, there, there's, I, th- I think a lot of people mistake the passion um, for, for, for probably anger um, or, or, or dislike, I suppose, but, but it's not, it's, it's, it's a passion to, to want to help and to want to, you know, pass on certain things. And, you know, sometimes other people have different agendas, um, you know, and, and they, they don't like somebody else coming in with another idea or another opinion on things. Um, and when you take a step back, you know, you, you know as well as I do, mate, especially in the corporate world, it's, it's not just about the one person at the top. You've got, you've got to have a team underneath you. And every single one of those has a valuable input, regardless of what, they, you know, what you might think it is. You might have 10 people think that's a valuable input and you might not think it is, you know, who's right, who's wrong. Um, and until you try it, you, you just really don't know. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff that, perhaps may need to be transparent in, in, in a lot of things. That's um, right through from the club, how it's probably managed and run through to the playing side of it. Um, like I said, I'm speaking very ignorantly here because I've not been down there for over, over a year. But, you know, in my time there, there's a lot of frustration because it appeared that some things weren't as transparent as they should have been. But then you've also got to flip that on its head and look at maybe that's private and confidential. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you know, people use private and confidentiality all the time to to not open up, then you are going to get a lot of frustrated people. Um, but yeah. So, might- so, I mean, put it this way. I remember uh, attending uh, Alan Webb's funeral. One of the comments that were, was read out was, if you've not had an argument or a disagreement with Alan Webb, it probably means you're not passionate enough about the club because he was passionate about it and uh, and, and that was where you would be. So you would have an argument with him because you disagreed with what he was doing at the time and stuff like yeah. that. Um, so to put that put that in the context and the passion that you spoke about before, uh, what, what do you think, let's, let's phrase it a different way, what do you think we should focus our efforts on as a club? Um. Yeah, on the playing side, getting the structure right in terms of coaching, management, and and players. You know, um, again, I'm speaking ignorantly this year, mate. Because mm-hmm. a lot of things have changed, I suppose. You, you know, I've not, been down, I've not been down there for eighteen months. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's 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 a it's a difficult one, mate, because you've got a lot of people there that really do want to achieve a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they really are passionate about it, but maybe sometimes yeah, everyone's got an opinion, you know, and mm-hmm. that's the thing. Everyone, it's like ourselves, everyone's got one. Um, <laughs> Express it right. again. Express it again. Yeah. 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 Beep. Um, but whether it's right or wrong, it's an opinion. Um, fact yeah. or fiction, it doesn't matter. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and closing people down is probably not the right way to go about it. You won't, you won't progress. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's difficult without people being involved. You, you know, it's you know, a couple of people said, "Oh, we'll get involved then." Um, what people, those people don't realise is I have been involved in previous years. You know, I've been down the club or back to the club the last twenty-three years. Mm-hmm. And throughout that time, I have held positions on the committee. You know, yeah. I have tried to help in, in other areas. And you know, you get you get a lot of people. You get a lot of people, and they they, they genuinely they should all be patted on the back because they do a fantastic job for the club at their own time, at their own expense. Um, but sometimes, you know, you, you could be controversial and say that sometimes they might feel a, a sense of entitlement, you know, that mm. they're doing it, it's their way or no way. Um, and again, th- these conversations should be had, they shouldn't be shut down. Um, and not everyone's right, not everyone's wrong. Um, but so, you're, so you're saying more, we, you started a, a moment ago, you talked about sort of putting the rugby and the coaching and the development of players and stuff at the, hint, uh, the heart of the decision-making and where we're headed. Yeah, potentially. I mean, it, it, you, you know, it's, it's little things, I suppose, mate. I mean, you, you know, we've had Owen Coyne, um, you know, a premiership rugby player. Mm-hmm. Spent numerous years at Blackheath in, in the old first division um, and then went to Rotherham, um, you know, and trying to pull him, you know, the guy done great. He brought Mike Friday down, you know, head coach of mm-hmm. USA Sevens, Sam, um, I can't remember Sam's surname now, um, but he brought Sam and Mike down, uh, mm-hmm. Tyler Marga's brother, Michael Marga, um, brought him down. Um, you know, we, we, you know, maybe should have capitalised on that a little bit more. Um, probably did try to capitalise on it. So I'm, again, speaking hypothetically that, you know, maybe you should have yeah. capitalised on it a bit more. Um, I'm probably listening to a, a few more people. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully the club's going to be in a great place for next season. Now, okay, so uh, when we were sort of setting this up and we were putting together what we would uh, sort of chat about as we were going through, yeah. I said to you, add anything else that you'd like to chat chat about. And you worded that as something, it's going to be a bit of a curveball and it's going to, a four-lettered word. <laughs> you up and uh <laughs> and now i'm sitting here i'm on the last page of those notes and uh, where we're going to take this conversation and i haven't been four letter word up yet so so what no. did you go what did you get what, what were you no, 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 mate, no look like i said to you before <laughs> your, your worriedness you was very nervously laughing apprehensively before this mm-hmm. um and on the phone today you was very very begging me what, what am i going to talk about <laughs> Um, and genuinely, mate, now there, there is nothing. There shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. It's a great podcast, um, you know, involving people. It gen- there genuinely isn't any, any curveballs, mate. Um, you know, it's a great club. It really is a, a very, very great, yeah, a very, very good club. Um, great people involved in it. Um, you know, maybe next time, mate, you know, I, I think maybe, you know, one of your questions, who should you interview for the next pod? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, crikey, you've got, you've got a plethora of people, mate. Why don't you get the RFG on? You know, and for those people that don't know the RFG, um, it was a little band of brothers, real deviants back in the day in the, in the 80s, 90s, and they were called the Red Flange Gang. Um, you know, I think Mark Guthrie would be a, a bit of a hoot to have on. Um, even Paul Clegg, Rich May, um, maybe, mate, you know, Kelly Smith, um, you know, one of, one of the original founders of the girls' team and the original ladies' team. Um, you know, I think it'd be quite good to get an insight in terms of how they've developed and how they've evolved. Um, you know, cracking set of ladies right back in the beginning, you know, really got involved with everybody and everything um, and helped put Harlow ladies on the map, I think, um, personally. Mm-hmm. 
you know, go back as far as Dave Hurley, that might be a good insight to, to get him because, you know, another phenomenal player that I think played at Saris and, and Harlow. Um, yep. You know, Alan Brookie, you know, if you wanted to look at um, a, a Latin Park point yeah. of view, because um, don't forget Al's been involved in the club for probably 50 odd years. Um, sorry, Al, if you've only been involved in it about 30, but just up to age by that. I thought you were going to say about 45 yeah. or 44. Yeah. Like well, let's go 50. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Al's been through, you know, Adam was very instrumental and important in getting us to where we are now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it might be good insight for you, buddy, to, to try and find out, you know, from Alan, because he's moved on from rugby into the, into the Latin Park involvement. Um, so I've been trying to get Addy on for a while. That's yeah. part of that RFG. So maybe yeah. uh, I should put a little bit more pressure on Guffrey and uh, 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 to try and make that happen. I, I've been trying to get John Locke on for a while. Um, yeah. But he's ignoring my messages. Uh, but I, I hadn't everyone thought... Ignores, I had, no, everyone ignores you, Paul. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I, I haven't asked Kelly. That is a very good idea to get Kelly on. Uh, um, and may, maybe maybe even get a couple of the girls from from the young girls team if they're, if they're obviously you know, allowed on, mate. Because I think you know, development in, in, in women's rugby is just exploded, mate, to be fair. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm neither proud nor disgusted to say that, you know, right back in the early days when women's rugby was, I was like, crikey, I wouldn't want my daughters playing rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's just a personal opinion back then. But as we should all respect and everything else, times change, opinions change, matters change. Um, and, you know, to see the setup and how phenomenal it's helping everybody, it's, it's, it's growing to such a great... Great little atmosphere there by the looks of it, mate. So maybe get the girls' team on, you know. Yeah. I think that'd be quite a funny one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'll uh, I'll try that. Thank you very much. Um, if anyone listening thinks I should do that and uh, help me put some pressure on any of those people, then then please uh, help me out. So, um, what's around the corner for you, Strads? Um, mate, building the business, building building the business. I've come out of the corporate world um, at long last. Sick and tired of reporting up to jumped up Pratt's. Um, but then again, I was probably one of them myself. Um, <laughs> I was wondering, I was wondering if there was going to be any self reflection in that statement. But yeah, there we go. yeah, maybe, maybe I should <laughs> retract that statement. Um, no, mate, it was just at the right time, really, to sort of invest in you know business that you know I'm building, mate, and you know it's taking up seven days a week, mm-hmm. um, you know, building the flooring business. As well as the wholesale business that we've got, so you know, um, you know, one of the things we're put, looking to put in place a little bit of promotion here, but you know, giving discount to club members, you know, for, mm-hmm. from our property and flooring company. So if anyone wants to, they can feel free to get in contact with me. But like I say, mate, build, building the business, you know, making sure the girls are, are set, you know, in the school um, and everything else, mate. So looking forward to it, mate. Probably end up down the club in, in a few of the lunches now. Mm. Um, you know, lunch capacity rather than playing capacity. Um, I've not thrown the bag away yet. I think it's gone all mouldy, like you know, like the current <laughs> bag used to be every week. Um, but yeah, I think it's gone mouldy now. But so I think that should be for the bin now, mate. <laughs> you could always buy another bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If that happens, mate, I will never buy another bag. I remember uh, so on that note, Dave, you mentioned Dave Hurley. I remember him turning up. With a new pair of boots, and at the end of the game, go, I'm never playing again, and throwing them in the bin. And then go a week later, oh, I've got to buy another pair of boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably a hurlyism there, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, great stories. So, uh, 
uh, Strads, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. I will have to hit the explicit button, but it isn't too bad. So, so thank you for uh, sharing your Friday evening with me. Uh, end of a long week for me, end of a long week for you as well. Uh, yes, and uh, uh, no, I appreciate taking the time. And, Don't be uh, dark, mate. Uh, It'd be great catching up, mate, but bollocks tip, wank, bollocks. <laughs> get that out of your fucking pipe, all right? Oh, Thanks for that. No worries, right. mate. <laughs> Speak soon. <laughs> Speak soon, buddy. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the House of Rams podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and found it interesting. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please get in touch through Facebook or email me direct with your thoughts. If you'd like to appear on one of our podcasts or showcase what you're doing at the club, please email me on paulowenirons at gmail.com or contact me through Facebook. Watch out for our next release and thanks for listening.